Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, everybody freeze, put your hands up. We ain't about to take it easy, I hope your cake's up. London with the beach, yeah, we go so in. Got a girl with a friend, yeah, we both win. Hotel chilling, yeah, she's sweet. Got the pain and the koozie up in the suite. Taking pics with the side chick, oop, delete. I bet you wondering how I keep it all so neat. Yeah, back in the days, 14 years. Going up, London town, yes, no fears. Went on a vacay, yes, it was a teaser. Later found out she was going to a visa. Hi, guys, and welcome back to. A day of celebration, a podcast of celebration. COVID is officially over because Vanderpump Rules is back. That's how it works. It is how it works. Like, I feel a weight lifted off my shoulders as of last night. Yeah, I feel the same way, honestly. Uh, It was like a joy to behold. I obviously have a lot of thoughts. And with me today is friend of the pod, Julia Hava. Hi, everybody. I'm so excited and honestly honored to be on the first episode of the season. Like, it's an honor, truly. I'm excited to have you, and the honor is truly mine because (laughs) you started your own podcast during quarantine, right? Yes, I did. Okay, called Binchtopia. Yeah, my podcast is called Binchtopia. We don't talk about Vanderpump Rules, but I did mention on today's episode that I will be talking about Vanderpump Rules on SUP. So I love it. The yeah. synergy is happening. The synergy. <laughs> People need more podcasts in their life. So I'm glad that you took up the cause. Yeah. Tell what are your thoughts like just just like generally, how are you feeling about this season so far based on this episode? I mean, I'm feeling really sad that some of the cast members got kicked off for their comments <laughs> because although I do support you know, social justice. I do think that the whole of Vanderpump Rules is just like terrible people doing terrible things. <laughs> yeah. So for my entertainment, I'm sad that Jax and Stassi and Kristen are no longer going to be on the show. I have to agree with you. Yeah. I didn't find myself really missing them in last night's episode, but yeah. I feel like their presence will be, the loss of their presence will be felt throughout the season. And I really think that the best way to have handled this situation would have been to rehire Faith as yeah. like a cast member. Mm-hmm. She could align with Sheena, Ariana. Like she already had friendships with some of the cast. 
then keep Stassi, Kristen, Jackson, Brittany on and make them pay for their sins. Yeah. And then fire Jackson, Brittany mid season. Yeah. And or like just threaten, keep a threat over Stassi's <laughs> head and Kristen's just to make them extra crazy and yeah. work really hard and let the audience like live that. And what I was most disappointed by is just like, it was actually a cosmic event when all of them had babies at the exact same time. Like nobody could have prepared me for that. No. It's so funny because I was listening to the last sub episode that I was on, which we literally recorded one week before lockdown really? happened. Yes. Oh my God. And I was God. listening to it and we were like, what's the deal with like this coronavirus thing? <laughs> like we were like, are uh, we supposed to? And then, and then you were like, yeah, just like wash your hands. And I was like, yeah, we really just need to wash our hands. That's all we can do. <laughs> Two dumb bitches talking about COVID. Yeah. Which sent us into, like, I think I've been dissociating yeah. for the past 18 months and have finally come out of a fugue. Like, I open and shut my mouth and sounds come out <laughs> and then I upload those to the internet. But aside from that, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. No, when doing. I record my podcast, I black out immediately after <laughs> recording it and then it just goes up. Yeah, I tune in. I'm really like only present in my life for maybe six hours a week. It's That's all you need, honestly. It is. It's worked out well so far. Yeah, but in that last episode, we were talking about what's next for the cast and we were talking about how like one of them has to have a baby. Like that needs to happen next. And nobody could have predicted that like four of them would have, right? It's it's Stassi, Sheena, Sheena yeah, Brittany. Lala, and Brittany. Yeah. Four of them at the same time. That picture that they posted where they were all at the Grove holding their spawn, I truly was ice chilled to the bone <laughs> inside. But I was like, I would watch endless hours of them navigating motherhood yeah. together. And I feel like we're being robbed of that. Uh, that's exactly how I feel. Like, I really... But, I mean, now that they have children, I'm sure they don't... I mean, they definitely want to, like, exploit their children for fame and money. Yeah. But I feel like they don't want to act as crazy in front of their children. But I would take one of the, like... I don't know. Like, they take motherhood. Like, the girls of Vanderpump Rules take motherhood. I really want to see Jax's reaction to his son being born. And, like, his supposed transformation into, like, a good father. Like, there's a lot that I'm wondering about. And also, like, I feel like they're not allowed to mention them on the show. I don't the think show. they are. So they can't be like, oh, yeah, like, Jackson, we're going to Jackson Britney's. Because, like, they just have to pretend they don't exist. I don't think they're even allowed to really say what happened. Yeah. Or even allude to that. Which I think, kind of goes against the point of like why they were kicked off in the first place. Yeah, it's so insane. Yeah. And I don't know if they're ever going to acknowledge it on the show. I was trying to like pick Ariana's brain when she was at our live show to like get a sense. And it just seemed like they either have to kind of speak about it in code when yeah. asked about it on camera. But they can't be like talk about the great scandal that reverberated throughout the Vanderpump Rules yeah, community. But they're clearly in, still friends. Yeah, I think Lala hangs out only with like all the fired people, <laughs> which makes her presence on the show that much more awkward. Exactly. But she's also sober. So that's a weird element. Like she's, I think, the only truly sober person now. James is California sober <laughs> as... <laughs> and on some sort of workout pill, pre-workout pill. That makes him rage out. 
who knows what and then like max just being like pre-workout doesn't do that to you and james is like we both took a pill it's like is that code for another pill that you were taking like what yeah like what's the pill drop the the name (laughs) drop the stats because i'm interested is the pill adderall is that the pill that you were taking it just it's it's interesting because james is apparently sober whatever whatever like who knows if that's true but like clearly his rage is like not even alcohol induced like he's just like that he's an angry guy he's an angry guy it's because of his family i'm pretty sure and so is lala she's an angry girl (laughs) she's they are meant for each other they are it's really tragic that james and lala couldn't figure out their love story because they are and have always been twin flames and i love that raquel also was like i told james there was an ultimatum stop drinking or we break up and then he stopped and it's like "Mm, i don't think he really stopped yeah and he also it's not like he changed his lifestyle or life he still does all the same thing (laughs) (laughs) he still is smoking weed every single day but if i had to pick between interacting with like a very drunk person or a stone person, I would pick the stone. Person. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It didn't seem to calm him down. It at was all. he's not hit taking his CBD. There's no <laughs> CBD in his system. Let's get into this episode. Yes, it begins with a gorgeous day in West Hollywood, and I just have to ask you, what do you do if you see the Toms hurtling towards <laughs> you in matching sweaters on their motorcycle? They love being on a motorcycle. They love this like gayness of matching sweaters in a sidecar. Yeah, and they were showing up to Tom Tom like it was like, I don't know, the Oscars. And it's like, we've all been there. Like it's not I'll remind you once again, I experienced a fairly large earthquake in Tom Tom. Oh my God. I think I told you about that. You probably but did. I don't know if the if the viewers know, but I there was one summer, a couple summers ago, where there was a huge earthquake in LA. Was and it the, I was there were there two the earthquakes? Yes. yes. And I was in Tom Tom for the second one. And like all the glass like was rattling above me. And I was like, if I fucking die in Tom Tom, like that would be the biggest troll of all time. Because it's not a classy place. It's not a classy place, and it is guaranteed instant death in yeah. like a six point and higher earthquake but they're opening another bar tom tom isn't enough for them no they're thirsty for more have to expand and it's i like that it's not under lisa's empire restaurants but i also worry that it's not because she reels them in and unreeled it seems like they could go off the rails it's unclear how much work they actually do for tom tom but I, I will think say, much. I think they just put money into it. Yeah. And then Lisa scams them into <laughs> giving their money. <laughs> they each bit. I revisited the episode where they said how much money they put in. They put $100,000 each. That's crazy. Right? That's And they use like, their name. 1% of the bar. Yeah. Like, name even... and likeness. I guess it probably made its money back. But I also don't know. I was like, this is sketchy as fuck. Yeah. Lisa is sketchy. She's been known to burn down her restaurants and mm-hmm. do all sorts of scams. So. I'm a Lisa Firestarter truther. Yeah. Have been since the jump. <laughs> you have been. That's so true. I will never not fight for justice <laughs> for her insurance scams. For her insurance be- scams. <laughs> <laughs> but so, the, yeah, the Toms are opening their own place and Tom Sandoval described it. The interior, the vibe that he's going for is if James Terrell, the light artist, went over to his grandma's house and took some acid. He was describing it as psychedelic. 
I think. That was like a word that he used. I'm cool with that, I think. Me too. But I don't really trust them to like honor like a psychedelic aesthetic. I feel like that requires like some knowledge of like, I don't know, design history. And from their homes, you can see they're really hitting like the target section of I could could see it coming out looking like the set of Austin Powers. Yeah, that's the best that they could do. Mm -hmm. They would be like all the waiters would have to dress in like Austin Powers suits or like the sex doll outfit. What is she called again? Fembot. The Fembot. Yeah. It's Austin Powers waiters and Fembot waitresses. You can totally see Tom Sandoval dressed as Fembot. And the as other like Tom dressed and as he would look Austin really Powers. Good. Yeah. He would look. He loves a wig. He lives for a wig. Any he, chance he has to throw on a wig, he'll throw one on. He really kills any drag that he does. Yeah, he kills it. And now that I'm thinking about it, the double booth that he's describing is, is extreme Austin Powers. Energy. It is. Yeah, and they want to call it something like Tom and Tommy's. What do they want to call it? Schwartz and Sandy's. <laughs> It sounds like a crab shack moment. Like it sounds like one of those like ramshackle things on the beach where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, Schwartz and Sandy's like like yeah, they put an American flag in the burger like mm-hmm. that kind of moment. Yeah. And it's like really fairly priced, but there's always a long line. Yeah. Like you have to wait for at least 45 minutes to get your food. And Katie is very against that name. I'm curious about Katie's involvement in this. Mm-hmm. Like I don't. I don't want her to be involved. Yeah. I still, it's it's interesting to circle back and realize that I still feel the same way about yeah. Katie Maloney. Yeah, you, you've you always felt the same way about Katie and it's that you want her to suffer. <laughs> I, I live for her suffering and it's like actually, I think she just does suffer every day is a yeah. day of suffering. The thing is like you don't even have to manifest that for her because she will create her own suffering. She'll do it to herself and she did it in the form of this new haircut that she has, which upon seeing the back of it I was like why so I was watching it with my roommate and my roommate said that she bears such a close resemblance to her grandmother's hospice nurse in (laughs) Kansas City Missouri she was like I'm not kidding like when I was visiting my grandmother in hospice like the nurse looked exactly like Katie like it's that it's hospice nurse core it is she'd look great in some scrubs and crocs it was just it looks like there's this whole honestly I was watching like Salt Lake City too and the one I can't remember her name but the one who's always mad because like her 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 like son is being called homophobic slurs Meredith Meredith like she also has this very blunt haircut Mm -hmm. that like Katie's also going for and it doesn't look good I think Meredith looks better just because her hair is more thinned out like Katie's hair has such natural volume yes that it doesn't it goes full just Karen hair if you cut it too short. And speaking of volume, I watched Malignant after you guys <laughs> talked about it on the podcast. And I had already, I li- I'm the kind of person who likes to read like the plots of scary movies before I see them because otherwise I'll get too scared. And so the whole time I was watching it, I was just thinking about her wig. And I was like, <laughs> like the, the volume at the back of the wig is also what Katie is going for. It's like a huge wig. Yeah, she should have had, she should have just gone like Malignant hair. Yeah. For season whatever we're on. Yeah, I, I mean, angry blackout, more. like, Katie is actually just on the back of her head. She is Gabriel. What <laughs> if she was the inspiration for Malignant? I just, I wish that, and here's the thing, like, I don't want to shame women because, like, I love women, but, like, Tom Schwartz is just so much hotter than her, and it's just, like, 
I don't mean to be mean about that, but it's like she just, it's like, it's not about her as a person. It's like, well, I don't know. She's, <laughs> she doesn't have the most like dazzling personality, but like it's the haircut. Like she could have chosen a better haircut. It's a lot of haircut missteps. And fashion choices. Like she's wearing a lot of, which I get because like I'm wearing real pants today, for example, while we're recording. It's like I've gotten used to not wearing real pants in mm-hmm. quarantine. So I get like why she's wearing like a sweats moment, but also like you can make sweats look chic. It doesn't have to be hospice nurse yeah and I've met her IRL like a handful of times and she's beautiful she is very beautiful and there's no like there's no reason for it all not to be able to come together on camera and yet it persists I just think every season she looks more and more like she's trying to be Tom's mom I think she's just becoming his mom because she still is fighting all his battles for him yeah and Revisiting past seasons, you really start to notice how horribly Tom Schwartz handles any sort of conflict or confrontation. Like, he just goes full, like, touching He's face. a baby. He's a baby. So he needs mommy to come and, like, cut his hair and brush his hair. Exactly. And put a bib on and spoon feed him all his meals. And Katie is transforming, like, into the soccer mom that, like, he always needed. These types of men will do that to a woman. Yeah. Like, he has is draining Katie of her life force and turning her into a Midwestern soccer mom. Yeah. There's no need for them to have a baby because she he already has baby. one. He is both husband and baby. And I was watching an earlier season the other day and I was actually, like, thrown off my rocker shocked because i forgot about his three like <laughs> goblin twin like triplet brothers the basement brothers the basement bro- like the 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 oaf brothers like that is so like like i forget about that and it haunts me like to this day that there's like three more of tom schwartz but like ogre vibes i don't know how he escaped just genetically out of the womb without resembling them whatsoever. But also remember when his ogre brothers visited and they had to like get them clothes and like they had to, like they have a similar. They they shared a cell phone. They shared a (laughs) flip phone. They live in a basement. Like what is actually wrong with them? We never got like. We never got hard hitting journalism that that got to the bottom of why they live in a basement, don't own clothes and share a flip phone. (laughs) And Tom only refers to them as the triplets. So it's like clearly his upbringing was weird because neither like none of them know how to do anything for themselves no yeah what did maybe they were kidnapped like yeah maybe Elizabeth they like smart they style. lived in a ba- <laughs> like they all grew up in a basement but tom was like hot so they like let him out to like make money for the family and then he escaped what did the twins say? They're, the triplets they're like bart bert, brett and- it's like bert brett and they're all B names. And yeah, it's really bad. Yeah. I can't believe you brought that back into my consciousness it's after something I had you successfully forgotten about it. It's something it. That, that just flees the mind. And that is something that I will say because I've been keeping up with the housewives and I've been watching a lot of Bravo in general. But like the thing about Vanderpump Rules is you do forget like it is uniquely unhinged mm-hmm. in a way that like the housewives do have something to lose. Like, once again, the people on Vanderpump Rules, like, have nothing to lose. They have nothing. The stakes are higher now than they've ever been. And that's true. They increase every season. But they also, I don't know, I keep being haunted by the people that were fired, mostly just by Dodie, because I'm like, She was the backbone of Vanderpump Rules. She went through so much, like, trauma 
at the hands of this show yeah. and also at the hands of her own bad life choices. <laughs> but like this show specifically painted her in such a light and truly raked her over the coals to the point that I don't know what her job prospects could possibly be beyond. Yeah, like Stassi like, is now a podcast. She's a book. Stop. She'll be fine. She'll be fine. Like she, it's Jax fine. and Brittany will be fine. They They'll have their find a way. Cheese. They'll scam something. But I agree with you. I'm worried about Kristen. Like I fear for her. She doesn't have a partner to like keep her afloat. No, I think she's dating some guy. But I'm like, who? Who will hire you? Because the thing about her is that she wasn't like the main character of Vanderpump the way that like Stassi was where she was like all bubbly. Like she was like the dark horse, like really the dark horse. And nobody wants the dark horse to come and like have a talk show. No. And they don't like I don't know how she would blend into another cast of people. Yeah. I just don't know what's next for her, but I send her a lot of love and light and wish her the I best. I send her a lot of love and light as well. Yeah, and I pray that she figures it out. Does she still have her t-shirt company? I don't know. I, I can't look because I can't know these things. Yeah, we have to just like manifest good things for her, but like I am worried about like her like going back to the apartment that Tom and Ariana lived in and just like rotting there. I know. I like, I, I worry. I worry. I, it, and it haunts me. Day in, day out. That's why they took her off the show because they don't want us to worry. They want us to just for, like but let the show her... is the only way for her to get like a guaranteed like pay, gr- good paycheck. At yeah. this point, being like an OG, she's probably making would have made like six figures. Wow, is that how much they get paid? I think like if you've been on past three seasons, you get like a huge pay bump, and yeah. I would bet you that they're making like two to four hundred thousand a season maybe she'll go work at one of those places where you just like smash things with a sledgehammer she could be like a good good spokeswoman for that or even like an escape room actor wait (laughs) (laughs) i went to an underwater themed escape room and like she would be great yeah she would maybe she had like she would have like her own escape rooms like the chaotic yeah Kristen escape room is just to escape her energy <laughs> yeah her bad energy that the, she brings to the table that is shockingly like yeah i could see her doing that i could see her doing tours like she, doing hollywood like celeb tour like like doing being in the bus and being like this is like this celebrity's house and like they're always wrong about those things too like they don't really know where the celebrities live but i could see her doing that yeah and like she could bring an element to it that's like talking shit or giving her story about like yeah the, the time, time she, she like hung out saw there. them yeah, yeah that she would should be good. give tours of like all the Vanderpump rules hot spots if she did like a Vanderpump haunted house moment yeah spill the tea or like even if she worked at the magic castle Mm -hmm. that I would see that part she would be a good magician totally but regardless like her destiny is her own to choose and this season is telling us like we have to let Kristen go I know and we've I think given her a lot of great feedback and ideas so <laughs> feel free to take all of those if you're listening Kristen yeah take yeah. as you take as you please and I'm sure more will come up over the course of this podcast season yeah Charlie has three auditions and she's killing it as an actress she's really excited I am sad for her though because once you're in Lisa's clutches your prospects of doing Anything that's not Vanderbump rules related are net zero. Lisa has to run you into the ground. Mm -hmm. She will choose one. I think it's going to be James who she will just destroy slowly (laughs) but surely while 
making him think that she's helping him. Yeah. She simultaneously murders you from the inside out. But Charlie does not know what she's signed up for. I think Lisa made a comment too where she was like, oh, interesting. Like, I wonder how that's going to go along with you working at Sir. Like, yeah, she like she goes, makes... no, I don't want you to stop working at Sir. And it's like, if Lisa doesn't want you to stop working at Sir, you won't get anything You'll else. You'll never stop working at Sir. I mean, it's just sad. It's like they put them into this like wheel of suffering where like any, all of them wanted to be actors at the beginning of Vanderpump Rules too. Like, they none had of them, huge dreams. They had huge dreams. Tom wanted to be a musician. He wanted to be Michael Jackson level <laughs> famous. I think that's what he said in yeah. the very first episode. So Charlie, I don't have like a lot of hope, but like I could see her in like a Netflix original, like with Noah Centineo as like a background character. Totally. Yeah. Or yeah, an am like I know what you did last summer. Yeah. As like just someone that gets killed. Me, yes, I, I was gonna say a horror movie actress who gets killed in like the first act. I love that for her. Yeah. James has been two years sober ever since Raquel gave him the aforementioned ultimatum. That was definitely what did it. Yeah. When Raquel lays down the law, you have no choice but to She's listen. She's very intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> I would love for her to have a business where she does interventions. Like in, if intervention yeah. hired Raquel to host then the intervention with the families and the drug addicts and alcoholics. The thing about Raquel is that you can never say like, watch your tone because like, everything she says is in the same tone so like I feel like never would she be misinterpreted like she could be a very objective like commentator be like your alcoholism has affected the family and they won't be like that sounds a little pointed because she just has one tone that she speaks in yeah so she could be like good at that in an objective way you are killing your family with (laughs) your drug and alcohol addiction and it must stop yeah that sounds convincing to me I love that yeah she says James smokes weed every day and is Cali sober. Yeah, and he's DJing also in that scene, is he not? Mm-hmm. He's DJing in the living room and he says, James Kennedy's back taking things to another level. And it shows him just like with a fog machine. In his home. <laughs> spraying a fog machine. Oh, yeah. I think that there's a fog machine going in his home, but there's a clip of him DJing somewhere where he was holding like a handheld yeah. fog pipe something of some sort imagine being his neighbor i'd kill myself yeah actually his djing is pretty good at least it's not his own original music i I think that's pretty good too you're a fan i'm a fan and i've always been a fan and i see huge things for james if he can get his shit together you need to be his manager he could play coachella i'm not even kidding especially if he like did well on tiktok i feel like he would also be good on like a um too hot to handle season like mm-hmm. he would be good but he and Raquel are engaged now right I know which feels Fake. like a psyop or something yeah like I don't trust it yeah I am sad that the James and Logan like potentially bisexual storyline never got fully explored yeah and I'm yearn for single James I do yearn for single James and I unfortunately feel like he will come again yeah <laughs> <laughs> Lisa sits down with James and asks him how he's doing, but it's really just a ploy to then bring up texts that he sent to her son, which is so awkward to me that she's... I know. It's like, like, your son is 30. Why are you like, you were mean to my son on the playground? Yeah, like, also, does Max work at Sir in any capacity beyond just being a busboy? Because I thought he was pretty low level at the restaurant. It's just so funny because she was basically like... 
she was like, how are you doing? And James was like, I've been doing amazing, honestly. Like, I just love my life. And like, I've been so successful and being sober is amazing. And she's like, what about these texts that you sent to my son? You called him a fat cunt. <laughs> the texts are, you're fat. Nobody likes you. You're a miserable cunt. You always have been. You come outside, you fat prick. <laughs> All I could think about is how fat you look. Honestly, fuck off. You're a prick. And that was over a plate of pasta once again. A Caesar salad. Oh, I thought it was a, a pasta. No, it was at an Italian restaurant. Okay. But I guess that charges a $10 split plate fee to split a Caesar salad. And that irritated Max. But James, I guess, doesn't like anchovies. It seems like probably something else was in the mix to get this lit. They, they came took to protein blows. powder. Yeah. They, they took a protein pill before they went there. And that's. They almost like squared up at this restaurant and knocked over a heater, they said, <laughs> and everyone was staring at them. Because they were upset about the split plate fee? I think there had to be other chemicals or just like lifelong resentments that came to a head in that moment. But it is funny because Lisa was like, oh, James says he's doing well this season. Well, how about I pull up these texts she sent to my son? She loves to tee you up just to take you down. Let me also say Lisa looks gorgeous. I'm having some issues with like her forehead area okay I was just gonna say that like I feel like some of the other cast is looking like a little bit ran through and like the fillers are getting to be too much and I have to say that Lisa for her age does not like her face looks very smooth it's very smooth but mayhaps a little too smooth that's true but I still she's always gonna be like what's going on with her forehead I don't know it just everything looked a little too smooth yeah almost like maybe there was a facelift procedure or Botox that hasn't like fully settled in yet I'm wondering if she got a BBL because when she (laughs) when she turned around she had a BBL (laughs) did she go to the Dominican Republic to get a BBL like all the girlies are doing these days she could have very well gotten it I mean I her figure has always been stunning yeah maybe maybe she she... got one of the first BBLs maybe yeah I wouldn't put it past her I think probably every wealthy person yeah they maintained all their stuff and then some during quarantine like it was just an extended opportunity to get all the plastic surgery that you've wanted but just couldn't find time for because you couldn't recover for that exactly so I wouldn't put it past her Mm -hmm. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. 
Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. I have breaking news for all the men out there who are looking for a little cup support. Finally, Me Undies is unveiling their latest gifts to help men feel big the contoured pouch and ball caddy. This micromodal sling keeps things separated and lifted. Nine out of 10 women swear this sophisticated brief technology will make you look huge. And that's all that matters, right? I personally have not tried the contoured pouch and ball caddy, but I do have a pair of high-cut, high-waisted MeUndies, and I'm obsessed with the material. I love to sleep in full-coverage underwear, and these are so soft. They're comfortable. They're also flattering. They don't cut in weird to my hips or waist, and I'm positive that based on my experience with MeUndies, the men who decide to go down a contoured pouch and ball caddy road are also going to be singing MeUndies praises. From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, MeUndies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes XS to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. MeUndies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. MeUndies signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh so comfy, making it ideal for all day wear. They use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. Not happy with your first pair of undies? It's on me undies. Good things come in big packages at MeUndies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash sexy. That's MeUndies.com slash sexy for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. Wait, we didn't talk about Lala drinking her breast milk. That was haunting. At the very beginning. She put it in her coffee. She did? She put it in her coffee. Oh, I didn't even... She tasted My brain wouldn't even allow that to be It was haunting. She drank it and she was like, tastes good. And then she poured it in her coffee, like as a creamer. Like, I would taste my own breast milk just to see. But, like, I wouldn't put it in my I'm not, coffee. I'm a whole milk girl. Like, yeah. that's it's, that's not going to change. And, like, she she basically is like, I'm not going to taste not taste something that I made. And it's like, yeah, but there's a reason we don't drink human breast milk. Like, yeah, I get tasting it. But then, like, supplementing your dairy with your own breast milk. And then she got mad because Rand wouldn't try it. And then she said, I want my daddy, I want my man to milk me. She did say, I want my man to, 
She's become more unhinged since having a baby. I thought it would tone her down a little bit. It is not. No, and I'm glad for that. And I also am glad for just how sexually unhinged she is. Like yeah. she's going into like deep fetish neat like nooks and crannies that I'm I hope there's more of that. I want my man to milk me. <laughs> I was shocked. It was shocking. It takes a lot to shock me, but I want my man to milk me just like an outright wish that you shared with the entire world yeah she was sharing a lot in this episode which Mm -hmm. her birth scene but we'll get to that that was (laughs) actually like so violent like it was so that was wild her pussy was out like her whole pussy was on camera her entire from the waist down spread eagle and just like splooted a baby out she goes it's that baby slid out of the cookie why did like, we need visual like I actually like we did not need to see that if we wanted to click on the birth vlog we would <laughs> but like they did not do a good job like blurring it out like it was I feel like I saw so graphic it was and I also was like wow it was just shot it was miraculous to me because I was like wow women do this like amazing yeah but it was... But also, I didn't consent to seeing that. True. And there should have been some warning at the beginning of the episode that there was graphic birthing footage. Graphic birth. Yeah. <laughs> it was It was really not necessary. Like, I could have heard about it without seeing it. But that was Lala's choice, and it was cinematic. It was. And now we all know. Now we all know that it just slid right out of the cookie. It looked like it slid with, like, a lot of force behind it, too. Yeah, usually it's, like, kind of like a push. Like, like the I thought head it was, comes like, a out. slow pull. Yeah, it just... It just shot into the doctor's hands. Lala's pussy power is the power of the puss. Yeah. (laughs) She does kegels like crazy. Probably. Yeah. I wonder if she had an epidural or like. Yeah, but still, even if you have an epidural, like then you're numb from the waist down. How can you just push it out that fast? I don't know. I like kind of don't feel like she actually gave birth to her child. I feel like she had a surrogate do it and it was like secret. But like I know that she did. But like the conspiracy theories that like she just her whole journey because I was following all of them when they were pregnant like waiting for them to give birth and like you know Brittany was like wow it's been really hard on my body like I haven't bounced back and like Stassi was like oh like all these days I've just been changing diapers and like Sheena was like I almost died and then like Lala was just kind of like my baby's here and I started a baby brand like give them Lala baby and it's she like has give them Lala baby yes Kylie give- baby yeah did not see that coming no but like <laughs> It just felt like, did your baby just, like, appear out of nowhere? Like, you didn't have, like, a struggle, like, recovering or, like, it just seems a little suspicious. Okay, I like this conspiracy theory. I feel like she probably has a whole nanny set up. She did mention the night nurse, which is why she's not stressed. Because she says, oh, like, well, I'll just come home and then the night nurse takes over. And it's like, okay, so you just don't do anything. Yeah, you just lay there and then they bring it to you and then take it. And And you use it for the photo shoots for Give Them Lala Baby. And I wonder, maybe she had some sort of lipo or BBL afterwards to, like, bounce back quickly. We do need to talk about the Vanderpump baby names. Ocean, I love. You love Ocean. Yeah, I think it's beautiful. And it reminds me of that iconic photo shoot where Sheena, Lala, and Ariana dressed up as orcas in like (laughs) body paint for PETA. And like all, and there was like a splash behind them. It took me back to a place of orca, which I'm always down to. Orca is a more beautiful name than Ocean. She should have named it Orca, honestly. But like, what do you call the baby for short? Oshi. Oshi? Osh. 
Osh? Like people don't or think just about O. O. I guess they they do call her O. Summer Moon Honey. That's a wild. That reminds me of Watermelon Sugar. Yeah, that Harry Styles song. They were doing too much. But oh, that's classically Sheena. It is. And then like you Hartford, can only you have to pick one. You, have to you pick can't one. do Summer Moon and Honey. You could do just choose one. But it's one. Summer Moon hyphenated because when the baby appeared on the screen it said Summer Moon. <laughs> Sheena is always going to do things her own way. She is. Some people hyphenate the last names. She's no. hyphenating the first name. And then Stassi's Hartford Charlie Rose. Why did you name Charlie Rose? It could have been Rose Charlie. You didn't have to name your baby after Charlie Rose. I don't think she knew who Charlie Rose was. Otherwise, she certainly wouldn't have made that choice. And also, Hartford is a terrible name for a baby. It's a horrible name. And not even a fun city in Connecticut. Like, what is it coming from? No, it makes no sense. And honestly, if I'm going to rank babies in cuteness, I would say... Probably Ocean and Summer Moon. Ocean is really cute. Ocean's really cute. And They're Jax's tied. baby is, what is this, Crew? Cruise. Cruise? Yeah. They would name it that. I know. That makes sense. Cruise, then then Cruise underneath the two girls, yeah. then Hartford. Hartford is... Because honestly, if a baby's like mid-level cute but has a really cute name, then it becomes even cuter. So true. But if it's mid and then has a name like Hartford, like it, a, it goes down. It goes way it's, down. It's an old man vibe. Mm. And you're a ginger. Like, pick a struggle. I know. And also, it's like, will this baby be able to live up to mean girl? I don't think it has the makings of like a queen bee. Yeah. Who do you With think With a it's, name like Hartford. I think Ocean is definitely going to bully the other babies when she gets older. Yeah. I think Ocean and Summer Moon could join forces. Yeah. And I pray that Sheena and Lala repair whatever rift is going on because I want those babies to grow up together. I do. Yeah. I would keep my child away from Jackson Brittany's offspring. If by no all. No questions yeah. asked. It wouldn't, there wouldn't be no play dates. Like, can you imagine sending your child over to Jackson Brittany's house to go play with their kid? You know they're letting them like play with toy guns and stuff. Like it's like that's the house with the violent video games and the Nerf guns. And, yeah, like, this like the snacks that have toxins in them. Like, or just like it's the house where Jack speaks to his wife in like disrespectful. Like I wouldn't <laughs> even want my children to see a relationship. Yeah, like have a front row seat to their relationship. I agree. Boycott cruise. Boycott cruise. I would send. I would let my baby go to Lala and Rand's house. Yeah, because I know that they have a lot of extra help. Like, they probably have nannies that are watching them all the time. Yeah. Brock is really sketchy. We haven't talked about him, but... Sheena has moved on completely and has the photos to prove it. Wait, she broke up with him? No, she just moved on from, like, her past paramours and now is with Brock. Like, pre-pandemic. Who allegedly has other children that he's abandoned? He has, like, a family in Australia. And he just left them? I guess so. Which I have known weirdly for a long time, but Sheena is very on brand and that she will choose the worst possible person yeah. to be with at all times. And I think if a man has left a family in another country to start a family with you, chances are you too will be left one day. Yeah. And they had that whole scene where Sheena was like, he's the one. And I know I've said that like a number of times. And they did like the rewind and they were like, yeah, like Rob, like he could hang a TV. And then like her other man that she actually married. And she was like, but this time I've never felt anything like this. She does seem more centered in the relationship, but I don't know how much of that is like her own 
self-deluding energy that she brings to it it is bold to just get into a relationship and like nine months later have a child yeah it's kind of crazy i again root for sheena but i'm a little bit i'm a little bit hesitant yeah because didn't she say like her beef with lala is that Sheena had a miscarriage and Lala wasn't there for her. And, and Brock instead, was golfing. And Brock was golfing, but that, I guess, was okay. And she, But Lala took the brunt of that anger because, because she, she was, went to go yeah. have dinner with Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. Which, to be honest, so would I. Yeah, I mean, you said you didn't want anyone around. Yeah, it's it's confusing. I don't think that Sheena's in the right there. She always is. Remember when she had her tooth surgery or whatever? I'll never and like forget. nobody was there for her. Like, and then she like hurt her leg and nobody was there for her. Like she loves to say nobody's there for her. Yeah, that's true. Like how about you talk about your man who was golfing while you were having a miscarriage? Yeah, like, where was he? Where was he? Get him back home. Yeah. Lala's book release day really is a mere blip on the radar of this episode i know i was i guess they're in covid so r.i.p to all books released during covid like unless you're sally rooney you really don't have a chance but did anyone read give them lala what is lala giving them did anyone want to be given lala i just don't form i just don't understand what she like she wrote about how to be like a badass bitch i think she wrote like personal essays or told her story but i'm like what story i don't know what i guess i need to to, i guess i need to get in to give them lala but like it just seems a little early in her career to be telling all your sad stories that's the thing is whenever anybody gets famous like they will immediately reach out to you with a book deal and it's like excuse you tony Tony, do you want a book deal? They will He's like uh, give them all is actually great. <laughs> give them all is actually a really acclaimed read. Um, no, they'll immediately reach out with a book deal, and it's like, do you have anything to say? Yeah, I understand like Stassi's book deal, which it was like an easy money grab. Yeah, and how to be basic or whatever. Yeah, it's not like her book of personal essays about her reflections. Life. <laughs> yeah, but you said Kristen's book was really good. Kristen's book was pretty good. Yeah, and you did say that there was a manipulation trick in there that everybody had to read it for. There actually was like a really good, and now I can't. Super it was a way to manipulate it men. It was a yeah. It was a way to. It might have been a way to like hack into their email yeah. or something where Kristen is basically like, <laughs> Kristen. it's like you're hanging with your man and then you're like, what street? Oh my God, <laughs> I grew up on this street. What street did you grow up on? And you like ask him flirty questions yeah. that could end up being the security answers. To, like, she is so crazy. She's a genius. That is a genius move. Yeah. But unfortunately, so her book just got fucking flattened Nobody by heard the about scandal. It. Yeah. No, it was terrible timing. Yeah. Yeah, Give Them Lala, I think, went right into the bargain bin. I also wrote down that Tom Sandoval looks like a magician with this new mustache. Mm-hmm. He's giving very much magician vibes for me. Like, if they just put a little top hat on him, he would be a great magician. Yeah. I don't love the look. How do you feel about it? I have such a soft spot for Sandoval that I accept him in all shapes and forms. Mm-hmm. And I feel solace in the fact that his look is ever shifting so even if I don't like something it's only a matter of months before he changes it up again that's very true like a true pop star he is a pop star I also (laughs) am wondering is Jiggy still alive because there were some scenes of Lisa 
and Ken with the dog that was like lying completely still on True. the table. I wrote like in my notes, I was like dead dog on table. <laughs> she just, it looks like literally you throw <laughs> your purse or like throw a coat onto a table. It is comatose. It is lying completely it's flat. So flat. Like it is flattened. And I'm like, did they stuff Jiggy? I don't know if that's Jiggy or if it's that other dog. Cause they got another Pomeranian. Which I have another dark Lisa theory. Yeah, give it to me. But I think she Munchausen's her Pomeranians because she got a Pomeranian that was named Harrison that was like extremely lively, fluffy, right, and so cute. And she called him like sexy, right? She was like, "He's my sexy man." She calls all her dogs her sexy man. There's yeah. a constant going like sexual tension between her and her animals, but. Now Harrison is much thinner, has alopecia as well, and like <laughs> it has to dress in like little pajamas. And I was like, this dog did not start out like this. And what are the chances that this dog developed the same problems as Jiggy? Wait, she's actually munchhousing them. That's my theory. That makes sense to me. She would be just for the attention. Because Harrison now, I, she has a Pomeranian that she carries around that looks exactly like Jiggy. And is that the one that was dead dog on table? I have no idea. I need a timeline of dog. I just can't express how unalive the dog looked. <laughs> was a mere accessory. Yeah. And it was so flat. It was flat Stanley. <laughs> it did, You couldn't even tell if it was breathing or not. I don't think it, it did was. not move. Yeah. Like even like Tony sitting here, like he's moving his little ears. Yeah, he's not like, flat. He's not flat. He's not a throw, like a stuffed I animal. I do feel like she just like chucked it on the table. It, it was the way her dogs are treated is haunting. It was like you could just like slap it down <laughs> like that. And I mean, either the way it was like laid out, like I, I'm a, I'm a Lisa dog dogs don't truther. just lay with their arms and legs both splayed. They don't look and, like, like a loaf. And face down. Yeah. It, it was also face. <laughs> Maybe was she face down. Ever since Jiggy, she m- gets palms, but she munchausens them to be like Jiggy because she, she misses, misses Jiggy, Jiggy so, so much. much. Yeah. Did we talk about um, when James was talking to Lisa's son? No, we haven't talked about that yet. Is that out of order? No, I mean, well, Sheena, so Sheena and Lala are beefing and Sheena's going to throw a hibachi birthday party. We also did Brock forget her birthday. Yeah. She like woke up and she was like, it's my birthday. And Brock was like, oh, I definitely knew that. Yeah, he did. I thought that she was like, my birthday's coming. Don't you know? But I guess it was actually her fully her birthday which is so sad that he forgot her birthday and she didn't even care she was like oh that's just silly brock like he's just like that i think that this season is really going to be about how shady brock is yeah and i'm here for that entertainment yeah so they had they had a hibachi dinner but it was at ariana and tom's house yeah they're going to have it and she's sheena i love power hungry birthday sheena loves to control the guest list yeah and even though she's mad at lala she says i'm so forgiving that i'm gonna invite her to my birthday and lala says just because i hate the bitch doesn't mean i'm not gonna like go to her birthday party (laughs) And then Sheena immediately calls Ariana to tattle on Lala for saying that she doesn't give, they don't give a fuck about each other. Sheena's such a snitch. She played the snippet out loud over the phone. She was like, by the way, Ariana, I don't know if you heard, but Lala said this about you and put the phone up to the. Want me to play it? Yeah. She had to, you have to go out of your way to record that audio. Yeah. 
So you can trust that Sheena will always insert herself. She loves to start drama. Yeah, and make sure that she gets the audio recording of someone talking shit about you. Yeah. Yeah, so James goes over to Lisa's house wearing the skinniest jeans I've ever seen. He is so small. He's a little twig. He is. Yeah. I thought skinny jeans on men were a thing of yesteryear. James is bringing them back. He is like kind of Euro, I guess. Like it is, it's, it feels like a like a Manchester thing or something. He's not beating the gay allegations, I fear. <laughs> <laughs> and Lisa is, I guess like, arbitrating their fight which again is two men in their 30s she's arranged a confrontation between them i'm shaken to my core this feels also very like katie maloney style yeah like the mothering of max is too much max's haircut also looks really bad max is a tragic He's character a tragic character and it's like it's like lisa just like does he live in lisa's house i think so like, like, I thought he was a... No, maybe he doesn't, because he seemed to walk out some door at the end it's and just say, like, see Lisa's you later. Lisa's just happy that he's, like, still alive. Like, that's so. the impression that I get. Like, she doesn't really, like... She babies him a lot. I think he's also adopted, so maybe there's been, there's like, some drama, drama there. there. Yeah. And I do think he had to spend time away for a while. He got sent to wilderness. He might have gone to wilderness or, like, therapeutic boarding school yeah. or, like, a rehab or something. I'm glad that she gives him a job of like being on the show and yeah. working at Sir. But it's it, it was very sad. And like his accent was also very confusing to me because I was like, did you grow up in America? Because his accent sounded really British and then it became more American. And then I think he and Pandora both put the accent on for TV. The audacity to name your daughter <laughs> Pandora. Like you name one daughter Pandora, your son Max. Max. And he's adopted. It's like clearly there's a favorite here. Yeah, you can't just go Pandora and then Max. Which also like Pandora was not a good character in mythology. Like she opened that box and let in all the evils in the world. True. Why would you name your daughter after that? And also Pandora vanderpump todd is not even bringing like chaotic pandora energy she's not and if she was i would love to see her on it but she's busy being rich i guess yeah i guess so and like living in really unfortunate houses yeah and so james was fat shaming lisa's son in front i love the audacity of him doing it in front of his own mother yeah being like you're weak you're a pussy i smell the pussy on you weakling and it's like lisa's just standing in between them and like it just happens so quickly that james gets angry like he's he's approaching it with like respect and then all of a sudden he's like you're fucking weak you piece of shit and then max is like i'm walking away i'm walking away and james like yeah you would walk away you loser piece of shit and like max has apparently blocked james on everything They've had like a full-blown falling out. Like James tried to contact Max and he's like, well, Max has blocked me on everything actually. So everything? Do you know how much you have to fuck somebody over to get blocked on everything? On every single platform and text and call. And that's why he can't apologize because he's been blocked on everything. I love Max leaving the kitchen and going, stay out of sir to James. And then and then James looks at um, Lisa and Lisa's like, oh, are you, like, Lisa was, like, as if he just made the declaration. She was, like, oh, are you not working at Sir anymore? Like, as if Max just, like, decided that he wouldn't. Does he have that power at Sir now? I think Lisa was kind of, like, 
we still need you to work at sir but yeah like, like I, you would be a fool not to let dj james kennedy the now star of your show at dj at your shitty restaurant but also the idea that like sir is like the territory that's like stay out of my like palace grounds and it's like sir that's where you want him to stay out of like not even like villa rosa <laughs> like just stay out of well, villa rosa's gone now wait what yeah villa rosa closed and i guess that building either sold oh or sorry i didn't leased. mean villa rosa what's her house called villa Blanca. Oh, Villa. Villa. Oh, I was thinking Villa Blanca. Yeah, not stay out of Villa Rose. You can come Villa to my Rose mom's house. house. Yeah. yeah. You can come to my mom's house, but you can't come to Sir. Yeah, like, also, no one goes to Sir. Let me just say there was that whole scene where Raquel was like serving people and like in the mask and like they make Sir look so appetizing. I cannot express the one time I walked into Sir. It was the dingiest, most depressing vibes. Nobody was in there. Like you couldn't even get a table because nobody was like waiting at like the stand to give you a table. Like, it's a horrible, horrible place. Like, yeah, you are better served to just peek in there, see how bad it is, and then go to either Pump or Tom Tom. Is Pump good? I haven't been to Pump. Pump's like fine. They have like a salmon salad on the menu, yeah. and like that's it's doable. And yeah. they have like their rose or whatever. If you want to go sit on the patio under those like hundred year old olive trees, yeah. and feel festive. That's like a great place to do it. Pump is somewhere to get drunk when like you don't really care where you get drunk. Exactly. And Tom Tom is like fun. The buzz button shots are fun. But like still none of her restaurants are like the place to be. Especially no. Sir is like actually so dark sided. Yeah. Sir is disgusting. Yeah. And I think it's just a full blown money laundering scam at this point. Because I don't think many people even go there anymore. And James is like, oh, I'll have no trouble staying out of sir who wants to go there like stay out of sir You're like cool thank you for doing me that favor that i never have to enter this restaurant again it's crazy also tom tom yeah is the crown jewel it in is. the vanderpump empire at this point and like gets the most foot traffic but it also is all tourists yeah that's the thing is when i went into tom tom it felt like i was no longer in la yeah because it's all people from that are just visiting like as is as if it's disneyland like mm -hmm. It's weird. They have few regulars. They they have few. I am one of them, unfortunately, for me. Well, they're buffalo cauliflower. It's wings. insane. Yeah. And the and the mac and cheese, the bacon oh, mac I and cheese. Oh, I haven't tried that, but so that good. sounds really good. Yeah, it's delicious. Also, it seems that Sheena has moved from Marina Del Rey. She's moved to Hollywood. Wait, really? Yeah, because I didn't it said, get that. It said Sheena's apartment in Hollywood. Whoa. And she just made a huge deal about like buying that apartment or like getting that apartment in Marina Del Rey. And everybody was like, why would you live there? Like nobody's going to come visit you. And she was like, well, I love the beach and I love to live on the water. And yeah. now she's living in like a tiny apartment in Hollywood with Brock. I'm unclear on her real estate choices. Does she like still have the Marina Del Rey place? I don't know. I think she bought a house in Palm Springs too when they were all like buying places. But I don't know if that was more of an Airbnb property or what the deal was. Yeah, no, it said Sheena's apartment in Hollywood. So I wonder if Sheena had to pay Mike Shea like spousal support. Or maybe Brock lives in Hollywood and he's like, I'm not moving. Maybe. I hope that Sheena has some sort of rock solid prenup. I do. I think Brock's a gold digger, right? Yeah, I think he's found a great thing 
Like they just met at a music festival and all he had to do is hold her up like dirty dancing she style. She loves when someone holds her she up. She loves getting just lifted up by one arm and I understand that and that would really make me excited too except the person that could do that with me would have to be a literal giant. Yeah, I would not feel comfortable with that. <laughs> but Sheena, like who knew that was the way to her heart? And she was like, he looked like Aquaman and he turned around and he spoke in that Australian accent and then Brock was like, yeah, to be honest, like that is a really good way that I get girls. It's like, okay. Also, I mean, I love an Australian accent, but I also think Australians sound like incredibly dumb sometimes. And I think any Australian listening to this podcast would agree with that. Yeah. We all are on the same page about that. Apologies to the listeners as well, because I don't know how to do any accents, except <laughs> when I get drunk, I can kind of do like a Russian accent. I think my like Ooh. Eastern European like shtetl heritage like comes out and I can do it. But like I cannot I'm very impressed that you can like do all the accents you can even do like Dorit's accent which is like I try my best it's hard it's hard it's hard I have to really get in like a headspace to accurately capture it or go immediately from watching to then podcasting so it's fresh in my brain I can't really do Australian is hard I can't do Brock's accent but he sounds his accent is particularly a bad Australian it's like he's doing like a spoof of an Australian accent yeah yeah Justice for Brock's family in Australia. (laughs) Justice for his baby mama and his two children that live in Australia. Any Australian listeners, what do you know? What do you know? Do you know anything about Brock? What's his deal? Did he get sent away from Australia to the colonies? Like, yeah, where, what, where is his family? Like, where do they live? Yeah. I hope they live in like Melbourne or somewhere glamorous, like Byron Bay. Yeah. I hope they don't live in like the outback. They probably do. I'm sad for them. Have you ever seen that show, Australia's Cheapest Weddings? No, but it sounds it's right up my alley. Actually, the best show of all time. I'm not even kidding. You have to watch it. I think it's just like Australia's weddings. Like they don't have cheapest anymore, but it's on Netflix. It is hands down the best show I've ever seen. It is like these Australian people that are trying to have like outback like weddings where they spend the least amount of money. So it's like really tacky. And like there's this one episode where like this like um, boudoir like pinup girl is like marrying this Australian outback guy. And like they're like riding around on his motorcycle and it like gives me Brock vibes. Wow. Yeah, I would I would watch the hell out of that. Yeah, it's very good. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Katie is cutting Schwartz's hair. And she... Mommy vibes. Mommy vibes. She says that she wants to get involved with the restaurant that he is creating with Tom Sandoval. And she says 
because we didn't have a baby, this could be like our baby, which is a not a great way to like approach a business. Well, Tom also really clearly wants a baby and Ariana's like, no. So But she did say that she froze her eggs. I feel like she's just teasing him like at this point. Tom wants to be a dad so bad. I like to make him wait until he really, really wants it. And then he'll do everything. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's also like I was looking at their decor. Do they live in a hotel? No, but I think their place is probably the best decorated place of everyone else's. I was not obsessed with the giant green headboard. I don't love the... It's not my taste, but I appreciate that they like really went for it. Yeah, they did. Also, they might have gotten way too many chairs because at one point (laughs) in the night, they like... When the Toms went in another room to talk, it's like they walked into a room that was just a sea of chairs. And I was like, what are all these fucking chairs doing in this room? I also do like their landscaping. Like their pool in the backyard is very nice, Mm -hmm. even if it's in Valley Village. And they did it. Like even though it's a farmhouse, like that hideous farmhouse style. Yeah. At least they're like coming at it with a point of view and perspective and making it their own yeah it's classy and also yeah it's it's classy like childless 30 year old vibes which Mm -hmm. is like good because you know in britney and Jax's house there's like all sorts of live laugh love posters and like crew's name in like big letters and like and like beaches that way kind of like signage (laughs) and it's definitely beaches that way it's like beaches 45 minutes away down the 405 like on like a no traffic yeah clear day yeah yeah i'm sad that we're also robbed of the opportunity to see how britney and jax's like I final to product of a house turned out exactly and they all bought like identical houses mm-hmm. yeah i have a friend that was house sitting literally like next door to Stassi and Bo's house. Their house in Hollywood. Yeah, their house in like Beechwood Canyon. Wow. I've actually walked by it a few times. I feel like if I met Stassi, she would be really mean. I don't know. She might be nice. I don't know. I feel like... She's probably over it. She probably does not want to get recognized for being like on Vanderpump Rules because everyone knows how it all turned out for her. And also that Bo has been bankrupt. Twice. Twice. And but it's I probably think they a Republican. Probably make insane money on their Patreon. Yeah. Like her fans are so rabid, like they'll support her to the end. Yeah. And they want to hear her podcast and talk about little baby Hartford and things like that. Yeah. And want to hear them podcast, which I listened to one episode that they did like ages ago when they on her old podcast. And it was so awful. Like <laughs> the tension between them. And you could just tell, like, it was the kind of podcast where like couples are bickering yeah but, like they really do need to be in therapy to like discuss whatever's going on yeah and you're just uncomfortable having to listen to it's it. literally scenes from a marriage i don't want i don't like that no it's very awkward and uh, yeah it's it's yikes 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 yeah no, i have no desire to like interact with that content yeah and also doesn't L- lala and rand also have a podcast they do and they're going on tour they're taking their podcasts on tour, which I'm like, how and why? Isn't Rand supposed to be like successful? Like, isn't he supposed to not be like a yeah? He's like a Hollywood producer, so you would think he'd be too busy producing, producing and taking meetings to then go to on be a on tour. Lala's podcast. They're going to Orlando, Alabama. I think <laughs> it seems a, a, to be a really southern. Okay, southern leaning tour. Yeah, so. Good luck to them selling the <laughs> tickets because I 
think I would venture to say that this podcast gets more downloads on a weekly basis. I'm sure than it Lala does. And Ran- Give them Lala with. Randall. With Randall, as it should, because this podcast is very entertaining and give them Lala and Randall's like, what are they even saying? They're just talking about how they're beefing with like Ariana and beefing with Sheena and like yeah. they have to invent beefs to keep the listeners. Again, it's like it's too soon in the game it to is be like soon. podcasting like that and writing books like that. Yeah. You got to actually do something other than your stint on reality television yeah on like a niche reality tv i think rand is lying to us about how successful he actually is yeah i could see that yeah i could see him carrying a lot of debt at any given time totally like kind of going paycheck to paycheck but it's like huge paycheck to huge paycheck he did have a very expensive divorce probably yeah is that girl on you his ex I think she is she's like kind of a famous actress she might be really successful now yeah she probably was like I'm taking the money you left me for Lala as she should (laughs) good for her (laughs) good for her Tom and Ariana we get to their house for hibachi night and everyone arrives I love postpartum Sheena me too she's really good energy and I really like that she's like showing like a realistic postpartum body like I feel like some people would like drag her or whatever because people are assholes but like I really respect that she was like the theme tonight is pink and black because this pink dress is the only thing I can fit into and like she's just owning it Mm -hmm. and she did just have a baby so like queen just have a baby like that baby is fresh Lala on the other hand looks like no baby ever popped out of that's why they included that clip because they wanted us to think that Lala gave birth to it. They were like, see, she definitely did. Look at this pic of her pussy. Like, I know. Did up. it show exactly her face? No, it just showed her legs. Maybe it was a surrogate. I mean, she she looks like she did not. Like, Britney looks like she gave birth. Like, yeah. Sheena look, looks like she gave birth. You know Jax is being so mean to Britney, too, about, like, still having weight on from the baby. He's still mad that she's not, like, as skinny as she was when she was a Hooters waitress. I know. He's been mad about that for years. Remember when he was like, you just need to, like, exercise a little bit more. Like, you're kind of unhealthy. You just sit on the couch all day. In season six, we talked about it at our Chicago show. He literally, the first scene you see of him... He he goes, we're doing a lot better. Brittany finally got off the couch and like she's stopped giving like supporting Postmates. I was like, oh, my God. Can you, you imagine then getting married and having a kid with a guy that said that about you? Yeah. And then you know that like she's on the couch exhausted from like breastfeeding their son. And he's like, you're sitting on the couch again. Maybe you need to go to Lazy. the gym and get off that baby weight. Like he's definitely awful. Yeah. And now she just has to suffer in silence. Yeah. Which may or may not be worse than suffering on a national television. The thing show. is, is like Britney did do that to herself. She really just wanted Jax to be her husband and to have a baby together, regardless of like what needed to happen to get there. So like she wanted that wedding at the Kentucky Castle. Like she was gonna do whatever it takes. Doesn't matter how many times he cheated on her. Like he was the one she chose for that narrative and he had to play the part. Yeah. She chose this life and very much did it to herself. She's yeah. had plenty of opportunities to walk away yeah. and leave him. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't have that much. I don't think that Bo was, like, mean to Stassi about – and, like, Rand has no right to be mean to Lala about, like, post-baby weight. Like, I don't know. It's, like, definitely Jax was the mean – like, thinking well, about – yeah, Jax is also, like, the most obsessed with his own appearance, exactly. I think. I, I mean, aside from Sandoval, but in a different way where he's always, like, working out and had that, like, male model, like, sociopath energy. But Sandoval would be so nice to Ariana if she was, like, struggling after giving birth. Like, it is such a huge – gift to somebody to give birth to their child like the fact that you would criticize them at all is like jail 
Seriously. Instant death sentence. Instant death sentence. So I'm proud of Sheena. She looks great. She's having her hibachi birthday party. Her eyelashes are a little too long. They, But that's like just classically Sheena. Yeah. And Lala shows up wearing like a Burberry sort of outfit. She's Lala's not dressed. Lala's in streetwear. She's not dressed for the event. You can tell that Lala feels like she's above all these people. Yeah. But that only works when you have other people on your level to be above other people with. Yeah. You can't just be the one person that's like in a cast of people thinking you're better than everyone else. And Sheena was pissed because she like Lala did not wear pink or black. Didn't honor the theme. Tom Sandoval always honoring the theme wearing a pink wig. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I feel like Lala should be on like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills or something. Like I feel like she's she wants to be more elevated and she shows up very much in the way that like the Beverly Hills housewives show up where they're like, this is my job. Like I just have to show up to this event. She has the face for Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Like whatever has happened She has a whole new face. She does. And it doesn't look bad. It just looks very much like a new face. Yeah. And the energy, the sober energy. And I think she makes really good reality television because she she will talk shit and she's like confrontational and has no problem like saying fucked up things to people's faces. But I do think maybe she needs to be bumped up to that franchise yeah and she's just over it you can tell Mm -hmm. but she's not over it to start drama but like she goes there and she's like ew like hibachi like uh, there was a magician there as well yeah and she's like talking shit this magician was cool i mean i wouldn't personally have a magician at my birthday party no that's not how i would roll either i would definitely have a hibachi birthday party i didn't even know that you could do that hibachi birthday parties there used to be a hibachi place near my house when i was little and like everybody would go and get and they do like the like volcano tower with the onions like that is fun a magician on the other hand look i wouldn't go to a party and make fun of the magician no i would be on I'm I'm on board for that magician specifically. He blew my mind. Yeah. So that's cool. If Sheena wants to spend her money to get herself a magician, then like who am I to stop her? And Lala was like, yeah, this would be fun if it was Rand's kid's birthday party, not for an adult. Like, okay, you just don't like to have fun. Yeah. Okay, Lala, you're 30. You literally dated one person and it's Rand. And then you got, you didn't even get married to him. You just had a kid with him. Are they not married? I don't they're engaged I think they're engaged yeah. but not married but I'm also like you're acting like we don't know that how you you're got Lauren into that Kent relationship from Utah who like got with this guy you were like a yacht girl that then got with this guy and you talked about how your dome is so good that like <laughs> you had to get married like he just had to marry you like that he gave you a Range Rover day one yeah like we know your backstory we do so and it's all good, but don't act like you're better than everyone else. I agree. And she was ready to fight at the party. She was ready to start some drama. Yeah, she came to brawl. Um, I I did say Katie is giving Midwestern again at this at this party. The haircut the looks hair, even worse somehow. Yeah, the hair started out. I was like neutral about it. Yeah, and then by the end of this party, when she's like walking Lala out in the last scene, I got a look at how it swoops into itself in the back, and I truly Gabriel vibes. I couldn't. I couldn't handle it. Yeah, I was instantly taken back to a place of like Oklahoma, and I don't even think people I know in Oklahoma would have that haircut. So yeah. she's in a place of like early two thousands, late nineties, like midwestern hair. Yeah, it's not a haircut I've ever seen on somebody. <laughs> 
<laughs> I've never seen a haircut like that. It's unique in that way. It's unique in that way. Um, Katie tells Sandoval that she wants to be the maitre d of their restaurant. I, I thought a maitre d was only at places like white tablecloth, like really formal restaurants. Yeah. Like a someone that's like, hello, like oh, not a hostess, but also not a waiter, but like the greeter. Not Schwartz and Sandy's. Not Schwartz and Sandy's, like a psychedelic affair. It does kind of sound like Musso and Frank's a little bit. I think I could come around to Schwartz and Sandy's. I think if the decor matches the name somehow, there's a way in which that could work. (laughs) He wants to be the major. The major D. What does that mean, though, Katie? I don't don't know if she knows what it means. With that haircut? Yeah, you're going to need to figure out a different haircut vibe if you want to give Maitre D. Yeah. No one wants to see that and be greeted by that haircut the first thing that they come no, into a restaurant. No, they will think they're at Olive Garden. Yeah, it's not okay. Yeah. It's like a church lady haircut. Yeah. Raquel looks beautiful. Yeah, she's always looked beautiful. But her though. face doesn't move at all. It no. moves like the minimum amount that it needs to move to still be a face. Completely frozen. Yeah. The fillers have settled. She does look like, like, I know that she has fillers, but it's not as obvious as, like, some of the other girlies. Mm-hmm. Like, Ariana definitely has cheek filler, and you can definitely see it. I don't know if it's, like, it hasn't settled in yet or what the deal is, but definitely some of their fillers give me pause Yeah, on my own filler. Well, journey. pause can, I mean, pause. Filler <laughs> can, um like, migrate in your face. They say it dissolves, and it doesn't dissolve. It migrates. It can migrate. It also, I found out that certain fillers can cause, can turn into nodules. Like certain fillers can react with, if you get like a really bad cold or have a Moderna shot, or if you have like an (laughs) autoimmune reaction, it can cause your fillers to just turn into nodules. Well, that's why you couldn't get like the Moderna or like one of the vaccines if you had fillers. Really? Yeah. You weren't allowed to get one of the vaccines because they were like, it'll like fuck up your fillers. Fuck. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have filler at the time. Yeah. I don't have filler right now yet, but like, You're thinking about it? I'm thinking about it. Yeah. I have like- I'm making I'm making plans and doing research. Where where do you want to get filler? I'd probably do like a little under eye. I feel that. Um, and maybe like a little like very light amounts just to kind of lift everything. Yeah, not the not the kind where you'd be like, oh, she got like cheek. Well, filler. that's the thing is like you get the pillow face. That's the Kylie Jenner effect. Yeah, I don't. When you wanna... get so much filler, it just moves around in your face. I don't want that. Yeah, I just want it to be like. Oh my god, you look like really snatched. well rested and like you have and snatched, but you also like haven't aged since like ten years ago. Yeah, what's your secret? Yeah, and like the kind of thing that if I were a liar, I'd be like, oh, I just drink a ton of water and <laughs> get like eight hours of sleep a night. Yeah, yeah, but it would Jennifer Lopez saying she just uses olive oil, just rubs some olive oil <laughs> on that face. Also, Caroline Calloway's uh, snake oil potion, where she mixes ten different oils together and sells it. For Have you bought her snake oil? No. Have you, do you know anyone that's bought it? No. I feel like it's selling. It's flying it off the is, shelf. But like, I don't believe her. So who knows? But yeah, like, she, she really spins a tall tale and you'll never know the truth. But I think the whole thing about skincare these days is that everyone's using too many things. So I don't think remo- like, m- like combining 25 oils is the move. No, you got to pare it down. Yeah. To just very bare minimum. Yeah. And but, then yeah. like tweak as necessary. Yeah. 
Raquel's gonna look good when she gets older. She did a good job of freezing her face very young, and she really doesn't move her face at all, so she's not gonna get any wrinkles. Yeah, it's interesting to see Sheena's, like, face move at all post-pregnancy, because I think probably all your stuff wears off over that time because you can't get it. So I was noticing a lot more movement in her face Mm -hmm. when she was talking to Brock and stuff, and I was like, oh, I wonder how long that'll stick around, or, like, what... Also, yeah, Lala's face didn't... It's not like it went back to like a pre-baby no. face. It all it looks like she's just maintained. And I don't know if you can get filler and Botox when you're breastfeeding. I don't think you can. She's like formula. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is no shade on formula. Like it's fine. But, but if you can breastfeed, like maybe you should. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a mother. If I, I was going to choose between like getting my lips refilled and breastfeeding my, my child. only child, I would... I think i would choose my child probably yeah so lala's like beefing with everybody at this event she's beefing with ariana and -hmm. she's beefing with raquel and she's beefing with sheena yeah who does she beef with first she beefs with sheena first they go and have a talk and it's kind of touching they both cry yeah and lala says that they'll never be able to get their like pregnancies back and experience that together. And she's grieving like the loss of that, but hopefully they can like move on. Are so they it, actually friends though? Like, I don't know. I don't think she's actually friends with anyone that's left on the show. Yeah. I think her, maybe Katie. Yeah. But I think her friends are Brittany, Jack, Stassi and Bo. Yeah. And so now she's just kind of plugged into this group whenever. And she said that like, it was Sheena's miscarriage was really hard for her because she started getting a lot of hate online that affected her so much she worried it was going to affect Ocean. <laughs> Which like I don't think that's <laughs> how it works. What does that mean? Like she was like, and she was sobbing about it, and she was like, "You knew that like I was having Ocean, and you sent me that hate mail." It's like, don't you always get hate mail? Like, what do you mean? People can't like will you. You it's not like Into a you get a certain amount of hater comments saying, "I hope you miscarry." Then you just miscarry yeah i mean that's mean yeah and it's fucked up but also turn your phone off yeah she was saying the stress from that made her worry about ocean and it's like you're kind of just like taking away from sheena's miscarriage at this point like there was a lot of miscarriage talk and like weaponizing of miscarriages yeah which i enjoyed yeah and it's a power move honestly and then they both cried and when Lala came back to the table. She was crying more. And then Raquel decided that it was her job to comfort Lala. (laughs) But Raquel created beef out of nowhere. She she, did. She was like, I didn't know what I was going to get, but it seems like Lala's nicer now. And so she goes and talks to her. While she's already crying. Yeah. And I don't even remember what she really said or just being like, it's nice to see you. She was like, oh, like you like used to like attack me a lot and like what did oh i'm trying to she said it was like it started really nicely and then she was like i'm sensitive and then lala was like yeah lala was like it's okay like i like you a lot and then raquel goes well i don't care if you like me or not which i think raquel meant it as like i've let go of that she said like i've let go of like yeah. your opinion and then Lala gets so was, mad and she's oh, like you don't what care? the hell does that mean and it's like oh okay and then she was like I'll choose to take that nicely and mm-hmm. it was like okay and she goes next time I'm in a bad mood and I want to just fucking fuck with someone I'll look at you and I'll decide not to do it and I'll do it to someone else like Charlie because I, you clearly can't handle it I was like this is 
artful the way that you're insulting her with by also saying you won't insult her in the future and then also in the like preview of the next episode she does fight with charlie so it's like you just did you you were like i've decided i'm gonna fight with charlie now yeah for no real reason except i guess that she's just like the lowest on the totem pole they did go back and show the like older videos where where lala was like you're fucking stupid raquel and raquel has that glitter on her face she's like you're a fucking delusional idiot and raquel's just like standing there like not knowing what to say bambi i bitch yeah (laughs) and but like raquel that was not the time to be like it hurt my feeling it's like she's crying don't choose and then she was kind of like patting her like yeah leave her alone and then how did the beef with ariana start then yeah lala made a comment oh no she said like i'll just fuck with charlie and then ariana oh and charlie was like what why are you what are you saying about me and then ariana was like or you could just fuck with me because you like talking shit about me on a podcast she kind of hopped in she was a little bit drunk. Ariana was acting deranged. Yeah, it was like, it was a, a bit psychotic. Energy. She was like, na, 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 na. Like, she like made some like weird noise like that. And she was like, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, what do you, girl, you're like 30 years old. You don't need to be doing this. Like, also, like, I feel like she always acts like the one who's really stable. And like, she's the one who's like over it. And she, she was starting so much drama. This was an instable yeah, moment. It was very unstable. Because you can't. A, it's a losing battle if you're drunk trying to fight with a sober person. Yeah. It's just never going to look good. But this, too, I was like, this had elements of being cooped up COVID brain. Yeah. And alcohol then comes out in this way. Yeah. Ariana leapt out with the anger. I would like to find a way to justify it because I really like Ariana. But it just, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. No, it was, <laughs> she, usually she doesn't act like that. That's why it was kind of shocking. She it was just started a, it, it out of shocker. nowhere. Yeah. Everybody was deciding that they had to take out like their anger out on, well, like Lala was acting very like, I don't know, confrontational, but it was like everyone aired their beefs with Lala today, like at <laughs> Sheena's birthday party with the magician there. The magician who's like tying your ring to a balloon, but then it appears magically in a box. And then like he's how just he sitting there that? packing up his magician materials and everyone's <laughs> screaming at each other. Yeah. How did he do that? I don't know. I need someone to like tell me the magician's secret. Yeah. There's also Sandoval. Yeah. Then Sandoval and Schwartz had their aside moment where Tom was just kept getting pissed at Katie. And I'm excited to see this play out because Katie just can't make me drum up any sympathy yeah like she i find her to be like totally unsympathetic on tv so it's fun when it just like she pisses people off what was she saying again she just said she wanted to be the major d and then (laughs) (laughs) i don't even really know does is that the person who stands at the front and like welcomes people what is a or that's the person who goes to the tables and is like how's everybody doing today (laughs) it's like Like I don't know what I don't exactly know. I can't imagine Katie standing that much, to be honest. Like standing and like interacting with people in, in a like a really way. friendly and outgoing way, and like caring about their experience at Sandy and San- Schwartz and Sandy. Even when she worked at Sir, she would just like be like here, like she would just throw the stuff on the table. She was yeah. not. I don't know how much I trust her in that role. But Sandoval was mad that she wanted to be the main. He's D. mad because she says. She hates the name and she's like, and also Tom Schwartz hates the name. 
So she's like just (laughs) swooping in to tell him. And then Schwartz comes in and there she's like, you have to get a name that you both like. And it just starts pissing Sandoval off. Schwartz is always like hopping around in the background like a kid with ADHD. He definitely has ADHD. Because he's like very much like and he's like kind of hiding behind Katie. And she's like, and Tom also doesn't like the name. And then she was like, you'll just come up with a name that will just stick with both of you. And it'll really like land. And it's like that does not always happen. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. It might happen. I mean, I don't think that they should go with a name that one of them hates, but I also don't think that they should be in business long term together. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be like, I think Sandoval could absolutely easily do this on his own. Schwartz is not a business. Schwartz man. is a horrible business partner. Yeah. Someone that can't even have a conversation about like hard topics without fully melting down yeah. or they need their wife to like <laughs> come to bat for them. It's like, really true that Katie always has to come to bat for him. I hate that. And I think it's going to really be a negative have a negative impact on their business endeavors I think that is kind of the key of their relationship is that like Tom is like a weak man who cannot advocate for himself or do anything on his own and even though he might resent Katie for like being so controlling like he can't survive without her they have like a weird like it's not symbiotic because it's It's codependent yeah it's codependent and and she, I guess, wants to feel needed. I don't know. Yeah, she it, wants to feel in control. Yeah, I don't know exactly what she's getting out of this relationship. Like, definitely she comes point. home and she's like, we're having this for dinner. And he's just so relieved that he doesn't have to think of like... And she just like schedules things out for him. And I feel like he really appreciates someone telling him what to do every set. Like, he's just like an avatar. Someone needs to like tell him where to move and what to do. He must... It just must be that he's so hot that... He never learned how to do any. It was the I guess or just that it got it's gotten him this far because I don't think like an ugly guy could get this far. Yeah, it is true that hot men don't really learn how to do anything for themselves. Yeah, or they're just not as challenged. But even like Jax, who's like not hot to me, but like an attractive man, like he's not as incompetent as Tom Schwartz. Like there's a fragility to Tom Schwartz that like he like anything could break him like any obstacle anything anything even being like catching him by surprise like on the street and being like hi oh my god i haven't seen you in so long what have you been up to and he's like (sighs) he's like katie what do i say you just have to run away yeah katie is his keeper Mm -hmm. but sandoval's like takes him aside and is like this isn't gonna work for me blah 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 and i was like honey buckle up because this maitre d ain't going anywhere <laughs> and what did t- what did tom schwartz say i don't know if he really said anything this might have been when my tv cut out because it was <laughs> really hulu live tv i i got it just yesterday so i could watch this episode and it was quitting out on me and not allowing me to watch vanderpump hulu really has been shitting the bed yeah on so like there's so many commercials you might as well just have cable i well, paid the most money you can possibly pay for hulu and still have commercials well i thought in in our society we were past commercials i guess not yeah not in hulu's world (laughs) julia thank you so much for being my first guest on the pod thank you so much for having covid being over and the launch of a new era of vanderbum yeah i'm really really excited to see where it goes i do have hope that some drama is going to happen i think brock is going to be really promising as someone who's going to create drama but i feel so honored that i got to be on the premiere (laughs) i'm honored to have you and tell everyone where they can find you and your podcast yeah you can follow me on instagram at binge city um i also have a podcast called binge topia it's like feminist social commentary we just did um 
an episode on beauty pageants and we also did one on like women in STEM. We like do we do all sorts of fun like historical and cultural things. Um, and that's on Spotify and Apple and everywhere that you find podcasts. And yeah, if you're interested in that, come join us there. I love it. Well, until next time, love and light. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Ain't nobody got me feeling like I'm feeling you. Like I'm feeling you.